0: What's up, this Shaq Barrett, outside linebacker of the Type of Bay Bucks, and you're listening to the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. going on everybody? hope you're having a great day today. This is Alex from the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. This is the 55th episode of season two. Can you believe that? 105 episodes of the Fresh Fantasy Podcast. I cannot believe it. I'm sure you can believe it but nonetheless pretty cool to have that happen and um, I hope you enjoyed my intro music this time because I guess last episode I was informed a few hours after I posted it that there was no intro music. There was no outro music but you know it happens just an honest mistake and I think it's the first episode that I've had no no intro or outro music, you know. Probably since I first started posting it, but I remember back in in August first. There's only a few people that ever heard it, but I posted an episode and I put the wrong audio in, so it was literally just replaying the same exact episode as last time. And thankfully, it happened to be the one time all year where I was flying out on vacation, and it was like six in the morning. And you know, thank the Lord for whoever was listening at six in the morning that told me. Otherwise, it probably would have been up like half the day and people would have just been listening to the same episode as last time. But, you know, it happens. You fix it and they're honest mistakes. But today we are talking about week seven best and worst plays. And before I get into this, right now, week seven is where this changes for the better, where this podcast doing best and worst plays is going to matter a lot more because whether in DFS or fantasy football in general, There's a new strategy that we can officially use now that is week seven that really won me a lot of leagues last year. It won me a lot of money in DFS. and I'm not saying this because people don't use this tool. And this is FFToday.com. And what they can do is show you about fantasy points against over the last three or five weeks. And that really helped me down the stretch last year. Because you guys know there's injuries and defenses improved throughout the year. Like Seattle was one of the classic examples last year where they were bottom three against wide receivers all year but people didn't realize that over the last seven or eight weeks, they were top five against wide receivers. And that was one of the things I found with FF today and a few matchups that I avoided that really saved me some some numbers because I was looking at, you know, the last five weeks or last three weeks compared to the whole season um, when teams started to get a little bit better. And I know it's relative a little bit with matchups. Okay, maybe they didn't play as tough people, I mean, over these three or five weeks I and mean, whatever. But over the course of it, it really helped me it was a massive tool so this is week seven but all the numbers that you're going to hear today are over the last five weeks specifically so it does not include week one which is the first week so this is going to include from weeks two through six the fantasy points given up and there's a few in here that are over the last three weeks specifically where teams got better or worse from injuries coming back or whatever it is but the numbers you hear compared to the numbers that you probably see on your phone or your to fantasy format are probably a little bit different, but that's specifically because these are looking at the last five weeks. This does not include week one, so you get a little bit more of an accurate depiction, should I say, of what the actual fantasy point's given up. Most of these numbers are very similar to the ones you'll see on your phones and stuff like that, but it shows who's gotten a little bit better, who's gotten a little bit worse. And In fantasy football, you're always trying to look for a little bit of edge that someone else is not willing to find. And This is one of those edges that really helps and really helped me, allowed me to, you know, to get some good numbers and and win some more matchups that I probably wouldn't have won previous year. So hopefully this will help you guys the same and I hope you guys enjoy this. With that being said, let's jump right into it. Our number one QB start of the week this week is Aaron Rodgers playing the Washington football team who over the last five weeks have given up 30.1 fantasy points per game. That is insane. 30 points per game on average over five weeks to quarterbacks. Ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers, a must start this week. Ryan Tannehill playing the Kansas City Chiefs, who have given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks over the course of the last five weeks. I'm going to stop saying last five weeks every time so you guys don't hear me say that like 40 times today. But Ryan Tannehill playing Kansas City, second most fantasy points given up. Justin Fields is my number three start of the week. Justin Fields is playing the Tampa Bay Bucks, who have given up the fifth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. But why is that important? Why is Justin Fields the number three? Well, Justin Fields, where his numbers, I mean, I think his highest total now for fantasy points is about 15. But I actually think it's notable that over each of the last four weeks since he's been starting, he's gotten better in fantasy points every single week. Now he has his best matchup of the entire season against Tampa Bay. I think this is gonna be a big week for Justin Fields. Another guy's gonna be a big week for Matt Ryan. They're coming off a bye. Calvin Ridley's back. It's going to be better for him. They're playing the Dolphins, who have given up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers, fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And this defense is breaking down. Byron Jones is hurt. Xavier Howard's hurt. They both might play this week, but Howard's been getting torched. I mean, this is going to be a very big week for Miami and Matt Ryan, especially with Cordell Patterson. They got a good matchup for the running backs. We'll get back into that later. But Swiss cheese defense that Miami's been this year compared to last year, which is really surprising. It's going to be a big week for Matt Ryan. Number five, QB started the week, is Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold's due for a bounce back week. He had a couple of great weeks to start the season. It's been a little bit rough over the last couple of weeks, but this is a get right matchup against the New York Giants who have given up the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Again, I think this is going to be a much better week for DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, I mean, Chubba Hubbard, everyone else alike in that team. Um, it's going to be a good week for them, and I think that Sam Darnold will have a bounce back week. Onto our QB sits of the week, the guys that you should be a little, a little afraid of playing. Number one on that list is Joe Burrow playing the Baltimore Ravens. They've had some injuries, they've had a banged up secondary, but the thing is, the bear, the sorry, the Ravens are still a really good defense. They've given the fifth least point, sorry, the fifth least points to quarterback so far this season. I think it's going to be a tough week for Joe Burrow. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a grinded up game, but the biggest thing is that. The Bengals and the Ravens play at the two slowest paces in the entire NFL. Regardless of the defenses being solid, these two teams play at the two slowest paces in the entire NFL, which means a lot less plays, and less plays means less fantasy points. I'd be staying away from Joe Burrow if you can help it this week. My number two sit of the week is Taylor Heineke against the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers have been middle of the pack, but over their last three weeks specifically, They've been the fourth best team against QBs. They've definitely improved a lot. That defense is starting to look better and better with some of the new pieces that they've added. I know that Jair Alexander might not play, um, but with even without him, the screen Bay defense has been very solid the last couple weeks. I think it's going to be a tough week for Taylor Heineke that could be potentially without Antonio Gibson. could potentially be without Ricky Seals-Jones and Logan Thomas, their tight end. Um, just not a good week for Taylor Heineke, especially after he didn't produce very well against the Kansas City Chiefs last week. Who are a very terrible quarterback defense. Another guy to QB sit is Matthew Stafford versus the Detroit Lions. I know Detroit bad defense, but last six sorry last three weeks they've been the sixth best defense versus quarterbacks. The Lions have not been good by any means. They've yet to score more than 17 points since week one. But their defense, because they've been getting killed, and because they're you know stingy enough against the pass, they've been terrible against the run. We'll get into that later. Um, have been pretty good against quarterbacks, Sixth best against quarterbacks over the last three weeks. Matthew Stafford, if you can help it, someone to avoid a little bit this week. Another one that's a very surprising avoid is Tua Valilla versus the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons have been the seventh best team against quarterbacks over the last three weeks. I know they had a bye last week, so it's really an average of two weeks, but it's notable that this Atlanta team's looking a little bit better than they were before. Um, they're definitely improving over the, from the first couple games, and they're getting killed by the Eagles. Um to now, and I expect them to have a much better week this week. And, you know, Tua's looked good last week, of course, but he's still dealing with a rib injury. They still might not have Devontae Parker. They won't have Will Fuller. They're still a very banged-up team. Um, And Atlanta's been a little tougher against quarterbacks, so I'd be avoiding Tua at least a little bit more. But last of the week, Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones has been a perennial guy on the start list. and Perennially has not, you know, shown up so far. And now he's playing the toughest quarterback defense in the entire fantasy football world and that is the New York Jets who have given them just 14.4 fantasy points per game over the last five weeks um, they've been a sit for me every time whoever plays the New York Jets and somehow some way with this defense it is held up every single time it has not been good whoever playing the Jets um, so not very good for Mac Jones this week but that is it for quarterbacks on to our running backs we have some phenomenal running back starts this week first Daryl Henderson versus the Detroit Lions, my start of the week. Detroit has given up the most fantasy points to, court, to running backs lately. Um, is a very big week for Daryl Henderson. He's been unreal. He's been a borderline RB1, if not in RB1, every single week. Now playing the team that's given up the most points to running backs so far this season. Um, Daryl Henderson, a great play this week. Another guy that's a great play, a guy that will be on my sell list after this week and after he has, he's done with all his good matchups. Cordell Patterson playing the Miami Dolphins, who have given up the third most fantasy points to running backs. And Cordell Patterson keeps having good matchups, keeps producing, but he has a gauntlet of matchups coming up. But this is the last week that he has a really great matchup, and he's a must-start this week. Another guy's a must-start, Chubba Hubbard playing the New York Giants. Chubba Hubbard, all the work without CMC, an absolute must-start in all formats. Another guy, Damian Harris, playing the New York Jets. The New York Jets have been great against quarterbacks, terrible against the run. They've given up the fifth most points to running backs. I mean, I know Damian Harris doesn't catch a lot of passes, but he's done very well against the Jets um, in his career so far, in his short career. But New York Jets have not been good. Damian Harris is the guy in New England. I expect a big game for him, probably 100 yards and a rushing touchdown. Josh Jacobs finally due for a start list. He finally will make my start list this week after not making it all season, perennially being on the sit list. But he's playing the Eagles. The Eagles have given up the sixth most points to running backs so far this season um not good for jake sorry that's not good for the eagles but that is very good for josh jacobs had a lot of really tough matchups i think this is a much better week for josh jacobs on to our running back avoids for the week my number one in this avoid is khalil herbert versus the tampa bay bucks who have been number one against running backs i love khalil herbert i love what he did last week against green bay had one touchdown got another touchdown called back ran for just under 100 yards looked great but tampa bay for no matter who it's been whether it's been zeke or any other running back to play tampa besides Cordell Patterson, um, it's been brutal for them this season and it is not going to be good for Khalil Herbert this week. My number two sit of the week, Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker because of volume, start him if you need to again for the Giants, but it was Saquon Barkley. They're playing the Carolina Panthers who have been the second best team against running backs. Very surprising that they've been the second best team, but they got a nice space eater in the middle and Derrick Brown. Um, not good for Devontae Booker. If you want to get seven points out of him and Pray for a touchdown. Go ahead. But Carolina's been very tough against running backs. Another guy that's been really good. I mean, well, not really good because he really hasn't played much. But the snap share is there, surprisingly. it's Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers. Rarely had a starting running back that plays a lot um, and had a lot of snaps. But Elijah Mitchell has been that guy. But he's playing the Colts this week. We've given up the third least points to running backs so far this season. And um, avoid week for Mitchell. I like what he's doing so far. I'm curious to see if he remains in the lead role all season. But this week against the Colts, third best team, not ideal. The next one is more of a beware. I think he is a must start after what he did last week and probably the running back landscape in general with this being by him but it's Daryl Williams, Daryl Williams playing the Tennessee Titans who have been the fifth best team over the last three weeks against running backs. Um, That is very, very good fifth best over the last three weeks, but Daryl Williams huge week last week. Um, I don't know how you could not start him at this point, but you know, this is a beware. If you have other running backs and you're really trying to decide between one or the other, I might sit Daryl Williams. So, that is where I'm coming from more of just a beware, but probably a must start for you, especially with buy him in this week. A lot of buys going on um, tougher to play running backs, So you're going to need to play Daryl Williams if you have him. But that is just where I'm coming from. And my number one state of the week, I have to say it again because the roster ship is still insane to me. The Texans running backs against Arizona Cardinals, who have been the second best team against running backs over the last three weeks. That is extremely good. Texans running backs are extremely bad. They're in a three-way committee, and I do not why people continue to start them and continue to roster them. It does not make sense to me. But before we move on to our wide receivers and the back half of our show, we are going to take a quick, lovely commercial break. We are back, and I hope you enjoyed the Anchor ad once again. But We are getting into the wide receiver starts the week. My number one start of the week, a guy that I think I said this before should not be on this list, so many people are hating on this man, but it is going to be his blow-up week, and that is Calvin Ridley playing the Miami Dolphins. If you are listening to this episode and you have a chance to trade for him, do it right now. His target share is elite. His air yard share is elite. He's playing the Miami Dolphins, who have given up the third most points to wide receivers. Xavier Howard's got torched. Byron Jones has not been very good. They're both banged up. This is going to be Calvin Ridley's week. People are way overrating the fact that, Had a personal matter in a bye week, so he has not played technically in back to back weeks. People are forgetting what the real Calvin Ridley is that was a top five wide receiver last year and amazing without Julio Jones. It is Calvin Ridley's season. Buy him before it's too late, and he is a must start in your lineups this week. My number two start of the week is Brandon Cooks playing the Arizona Cardinals. Terrible cornerbacks. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Fifth most points given up to wide receivers. Brandon Cooks, elite target share. Obviously, he's playing with Davis Mills. Davis Mills is bad. Poo-poo sandwich, but Arizona's favored by 17. They're going to be passing early and often, and a lot of those targets will be going to Brandon Cooks, playing a matchup that gives up a lot of points to wide receivers. Brandon Cooks, a must-start this week. What guys due for a bounce back from what he's been this whole season? Robert Woods. Robert Woods playing the New York Giants, who have given him the sixth most. Oh, my goodness, what am I saying? What am I saying? Uh, I totally messed that up. He is playing the Detroit Lions, who have been tougher against cornerbacks, but he's a very good matchup. This week against the Lions, and the Lions have been a little bit more susceptible um, to wide receivers than they have the quarterbacks. So obviously, I talked about the quarterbacks being tougher. Robert Woods, a very good matchup this week. Detroit, sixth most points given up over the last three weeks. Um, Very good for Robert Woods. I think he is a bounce-back candidate this week. Another start staying in that same game is Amon Ra St. Brown versus the Los Angeles Rams, who have given up the ninth most points to wide receivers. Amon Ra St. Brown has given up seven, sorry, has gotten seven-plus targets each of the last three weeks, over a 20% target share each of the last three weeks. No Quintez Cephas, no Tyrell Williams. I know those are not amazing names, but we just saw 14 targets go to Sterling Shepard in the slot against the Rams last week, and Amon Ross St. Brown could easily get another 14 targets this week. Um, Not another 14. But I think he's going to get his usual seven-plus that he's gotten the last three weeks. I think he's only going to get better throughout the season. He's had some solid fantasy points, at least seven fantasy points and half PPR each last three weeks. That's not great, but again, it's by Mageddon. You need guys that are going to help you, and he might be one of them. Another guy, a very sneaky sleeper that might help, Marquez Callaway, playing against the Seattle Seahawks. who have given again, the seventh-most points over the last five weeks. Marquez Callaway finally has shown some signs of life, but Michael Thomas is due back very soon. But Seattle has been very susceptible to the ex-wide receivers, the number one wide receivers, who is that for New Orleans. That is Marquez Callaway. The target's nest- the volume has not necessarily been there, but he's played well the last couple weeks. And I expect him to have another big week this week. I think he's a very sneaky sleeper. On to our wide receiver, Fades of the Week. Fades of the Week, we have some interesting names on here. Led off by T. Higgins versus the Baltimore Ravens. Fourth toughest team against wide receivers. T. Higgins has actually had a higher target share in games that he's played with Jamar Chase, but not a good week for T. Higgins. He has not shown it to us yet, and I would rather prefer to just wait on it, especially when he's a very brutal matchup, and like I said, playing against the teams that are the two slowest paces in the entire NFL, not a good week for T. Higgins. My number two set of the week is Devontae Smith versus the Las Vegas Raiders, fifth toughest team against wide receivers. Who would have thought after they were so god-awful against them last year? I don't know what it is, if it's just John Gruden syndrome or whatever it is, but You know, Devontae Smith, I love the target share he's getting and the target volume, but last week, as we saw, does not mean he's a must-start just because he gets a lot of volume. Didn't work well against Tampa Bay. He is a fade for me this week against the Raiders. Another guy's a fade, unfortunately, Jacoby Myers, first the New York Jets. New York Jets held him to less than 50 yards, um, arguably his worst game of the season against the Jets last time that they played. Um, The Jets have been very stingy against the slot. They've been stingy against wide receivers in general. Sixth toughest team against wide receivers, um, Jacoby Myers is a fade for me this week. Another guy that's a fade is probably the most surprising name on this entire list, Marquise Brown. And listen, I understand that you're like, I'm playing Marquise Brown. He's been absolutely amazing for me, but what what Rashad Bateman did last week and Sammy Watkins coming back, I'm a little bit concerned for Marquise Brown and his target share. Mark Andrews is going to get his, but Marquise Brown, we have not ever seen him sustain over a full season. It's been six weeks. He's been amazing. He had a great stretch to close last week. Maybe I'm just overrating things, but Cincinnati has been the eighth toughest team against wide receivers so far. Rashad Bateman commanded a 22% target share on just 67% of the snaps last week. Um, I'm a little bit worried for Marquise Brown. Maybe this is less of a sit and more of a sell high while you still can because other guys will have a role and Rashad Bateman is the real deal. Not saying he's going to be better than Brown, but I think Brown is a sneaky bust candidate for this week. And my final fate of the week at wide receiver, Christian Kirk versus the Houston Texans. Surprisingly, Third best team against wide receivers over the last five weeks. Who would have ever thought? Um, Not a Christian Kirk week. I don't expect this to be a high-volume pass week for the Cardinals when they're favored by 17. It doesn't really help their pass catchers a whole ton. And, you know, it's a revenge game for D-Hop. I think they're going to target him early and often for the passes that they do throw this week. Um, Not a Christian Kirk week for this week, unfortunately. And finally, on to our last position of the week. Tight ends. We have some really nice tight end starts this week, and that is led off by Dallas Goddard versus the Raiders. Raiders, tough against wide receivers, terrible against tight ends. Zach Ertz is gone. And, De- and Dallas Goddard historically has been much better with Zach Ertz out of the lineup than in the lineup, um, as you could imagine, because Zach Ertz is Zach Ertz. Whether he's looking old and not playing well or not, he's still Zach Ertz and going to command targets. Dallas Goddard, big week for him. Going to be a blow-up week against the Raiders, um, expected to happen. My number two start of the week, Zach Ertz, you know, the aforementioned name, going against the Houston Texans, fourth worst team against tight end so far. Not good. Zach Ertz going to Arizona is going to feast this week. I think that he is going to score a touchdown. Again, Houston, brutal against tight end so far this season. Zach Ertz, I think when he's going to be in, as Arizona has no options at tight end, I don't think they're going to be able to ease him in because their best tight end was Max Williams. We've probably never heard of. And Max Williams tore his Achilles and will be out for the season. Zach Ertz is their only answer. Dan Arnold's not there. Max Williams is not there. You know, it's going to be Zach Ertz's season, and he's going to start in a big way against Houston this week. Another guy that's been hot lately is going to stay hot, Hunter Henry, playing the New York Jets, Jets, who have given up the fifth most points to tight ends. Not good against tight ends. Better against wide receivers. Better against quarterbacks. But tight ends, been their weak spot. Good week for Hunter Henry to stay hot, running a lot more routes than Jonu Smith. My number four started the week, Anthony Ferkser versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Ferkser, not the answer this year. Ferkser, not good this year. But he is playing in one of the best matchups of the entire season against the Chiefs in a game that has one of the highest totals on the entire slate. Um, they're going to score a lot of points. Again, they've given the six most points to tight end so far this season. Um, Ferkser, I think this is going to be a strong week for him. And finally, for you very deep league players that are playing and listening to this podcast, my final start of the week, surprisingly, is Ross Dwelly. Who does he play for? The 49ers, George Kittle's backup, playing against the Colts, who have given the third most points, to t- fourth most points to tight ends over the last three weeks specifically. Um, Darius Leonard's been a little bit banged up, and that has played well for the tight ends. Ross Dwelly, a very sneaky sleeper this week. And finally, on to our last four players of the week. And I apologize for that as I had to stop the recording. I'm feeling better. I sound better. But the cough's still there. A little, you know, little cough thing saying, I don't want you to finish strong with the last tight end sits position. Uh, we don't have five for you today. Like I said, I'm not going to BS you guys with just random bad tight end matchups. Just to do it. Um, I got four for you guys today, but they are all good ones. Number one, led off by Cameron Brait, playing the Chicago Bears, fourth toughest team against tight end. There's a chance Gronk could play. And if Gronk plays, Get him out of there. I know the tight end landscape is thin, but Cameron Bray, not the week with or without Gronk playing against Chicago, fourth toughest team. Another guy to sneaky sit, Tyler Higbee playing the Detroit Lions. Like I said, lower volume passing offense this week. Um, Detroit's been the fifth best team over the last three weeks against tight ends. Fade Tyler Higbee this week. Another guy to fade for me, unfortunately, even though he's playing like every single stat possible, Ricky Seals-Jones. Again, Packers, sixth toughest team over the last three weeks against tight ends. And Ricky Seals-Jones is dealing with a quad injury. He did not practice Wednesday. Um, I'm recording this on Thursday, and I've not seen a practice report about whether he played or not. But, again, Ricky Seals-Jones, the quad injury is a little bit concerning. Green Bay, sixth-toughest team over the last three weeks. And my final beware play, a guy that you're going to have to probably start in your lineups, but a beware play nonetheless, is Mike Giseki or Giseki, however you want to say that. Playing the Atlanta Falcons, who over their last two games – have been the second toughest team in the entire NFL against tight ends. Mike Gusecki, Devontae Parker, and Will Floor are probably out. You probably have to play Gusecki, but this is one of those beware matchups where if you have another good tight end, like if you have Dallas Goddard and Mike Gusecki this week, or Zach Ertz and Mike Gusecki, or Hunter Henry, I might play those guys over Geseki. It's more of a beware if you have another option. But otherwise, you know, you got to fire them up no matter what. But that is it for today. I think I sound a lot better. I sound a lot clearer, and hopefully you guys enjoyed my flu game episode last week or I was sick or last week or a few days ago and uh, I was sick and we made it through, but we did it. And I appreciate you all listening. So thank you so much for listening to the Fresh Fantasy podcast today. Please leave a review. You guys already know what to do. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your weekend.